Well, good morning. First, it's a little weird to say good morning because it's actually good afternoon. It's Saturday. We are pre-recording the message as pastor had shared, but I want to welcome all of you who are joining online, who are watching or listening online. We thank you that you are here. If this is your first time that uh, you have uh, come to Crosspoint virtually, then awesome. We're so glad you're here as well. Thank you for joining us. And, um, you know, it's, it's different, obviously, that um, we would love to be in our building and have all of our people with us. We actually would love to do that. But we are very thankful that we have the technology to be able to come to you uh, through online. And so we're glad you're joining with us. Thank you for being here. Uh, one thing I do want to say is, is that no matter what happens, we will not stop preaching the Word of God. We will not do that. The world needs Jesus now more than ever. So with that, I'm going to get into the message. Wow, what a time to be alive, right? Does life seem crazy to you right now? But if you're watching this message and you're listening online, you are alive. And what a blessing it is to be alive. I know things can feel like they're out of control. But they were never in our control to begin with. God is in control. Now, I have a different kind of message for you today. And this is new for us. We always have recorded our messages. That's no different. We record them all the time. But we usually have a full audience. Now, there are a few of you that came out to support today, and I thank you all for being here. That is awesome that I'm not preaching to open chairs. But normally we'd have this room would be mostly full. And so that is a little weird for me. And it's weird looking into this camera. But that's okay. Everything is different right now. But do you know what is not different? What has not changed? Jesus. He does not change. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is not shaken. He is not surprised. And no matter what happens, this virus can't stop the church. This enemy can't stop the gospel of Jesus Christ from going forth and reaching a lost and dying world. I know you might be, you might be feeling scared right now. I understand that. But we are, because we are witnessing an unprecedented time in our history. Doctors and nurses are working overtime. The healthcare system is being stretched to its limit. Grocery stores are scrambling to make sure their shelves are stocked. People are worried that they may run out of food or toilet paper. I mean, what's the deal with toilet paper anyway? You know, I, I, I saw this news article a couple of days ago about a tractor trailer in North Carolina that was pulled over by the police and it was carrying 18,000 pounds of paper products, most of which was toilet paper. And they were trying to steal it. Crazy. Parents are trying to figure out how to homeschool. Many people are working from home now, too. Businesses are closing. People have lost their jobs. Some people are worried about losing their homes. Listen, stress levels are high. Fear is high. Anxiety is growing every day as this crisis continues to unfold. And it's so easy to get sucked into the constant onslaught of news and social media discussions. It seems like all we hear about is people talking about how bad it is or how bad it could become. Fear seems to be everywhere. Fear screams at us. What if I get the virus? What if my 401k disappears? 
What if I can't afford to pay my bills? What if someone I love gets sick? What if, what if, what if? That's what fear does. It what ifs us to death. But we as a church are not supposed to respond or live in fear. We live by faith, not by fear. For God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. The world is watching. They want to see how we, the church, will respond. The people of the world often say that those that are in the church are just big hypocrites. Are we? How we respond right now will define the church. Are we going to respond in fear or will we respond in faith? What do you depend on? Do you depend on your job, your money? Do you depend on your toilet paper? Listen, let me tell you a little secret. If you run out of toilet paper, just go get in the shower, okay? Problem solved. Just get in the shower. I promise you're going to be okay without toilet paper, but you're not going to be okay without Jesus. Who do you trust? Who do you depend on? Where does your hope come from? If you believe in Jesus, you have hope. It's yours. No one and nothing can take it from you. If you want to have strength, security, and peace, then the only one that you can place your hope in is Jesus. Everything else can fail. But Jesus never will. Your hope doesn't change because your circumstances change. Your hope can't be in your job. It can't be in your finances. It can't be in your house. It can't even be in your government. Your hope must be firmly in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, this is a chaotic time right now for many across this country. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you just fill us with your perfect peace. We need you right now. And we call upon your name to take care of us, to provide for us, to help us to respond in faith and not in fear. We love you. We thank you. Please tune our hearts to your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Everything in the world right now is telling us to separate. Social distancing. Stay home. Stay away from each other. And that's why in times like this, we must find a way to stay connected. We've got to stay connected. That's the title of today's message. God did not create us to live alone. We are not designed to live in isolation. We are designed to live in community, to have relationships, to love one another, to interact with one another. I want to encourage each of you to stay connected. Let's bring back the popularity of the telephone, right? I mean, did you know that your telephone can do more than just text and email? You can actually call somebody and have a real conversation on your telephone. Did you know that? <laughs> it's really easy. Pick up the phone and have an actual conversation. Texting and social media and email, those are great. Those are great tools. But let's not forget to have real conversations. Because the next best thing to being in person is having that live conversation. And there are tons of ways to stay connected. Being connected is at the heart of our church. Even if meeting together 
uh, physically is not feasible right now, we can still stay connected. Thankfully, we've got all kinds of technology that allows us to do that. We've got to be intentional about this. Right now is key for us to be intentional about being connected. Listen, I've said this before. The church is not a building. We are the church. We are. The building is nice. I mean, it's great to come and worship together. It really is. But we were never meant to be the building. We are meant to be the body. We are the body of Christ. We are his hands and his feet. And no virus, no stock market crash, no evil, not even hell itself can ever overcome the body of Christ. We must stay connected. While the world says stay home, I say stay connected. We must be creative. We've got to use whatever means necessary that there are out there to stay connected. This is so critical right now. We must resist the urge to hunker down in our own little world and be disconnected. Because this is exactly what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to be isolated. Remember, the the word says that he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for who he can devour. You are the most vulnerable when you're alone, when you're isolated, when you're cut off from other people. So we must find ways to stay connected to one another. Because we are the body of Jesus Christ and we belong together. So many of us are hurting right now. We're in fear. We're in worry. Listen, we may not know what's going to happen through all of this. But our Heavenly Father does. He knows what's going to happen. This coronavirus, it didn't surprise Him. We have to trust in His plan. And how He's going to use this situation for our good. And as long as you have breath in your lungs, you have purpose. You do. You have purpose. The world around you may seem like it's crumbling down, but there is still hope. I want to encourage you today that no matter how dark the world may seem, God is still God. And he is still in control. We're not in control. He is. When the world gets dark, we push back the darkness with the light. If you are a child of God, you have the light of Jesus living on the inside of you. And he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. You can overcome. Because you are the light of the world. You're like a city on a hill. Let your light shine brightly. Don't hide it. Shine it. I know it's hard right now, especially for some of you who are barely getting by. But our circumstances, they don't define who we are. And the world is watching and looking for hope. Can you be that hope for someone else? Even if what you're going through is stretching you beyond what you think you can bear? How will the lost find you if you're not shining your light? The world needs answers. The world needs hope. The world needs Jesus. And you can point them to that hope. When times are tough, this is when we learn if our faith is real or not. Faith does not lead us to fear. Faith leads us to fight. 
It leads us to trust in Jesus no matter what is going on in our lives. No matter what. Now, what I want to do today is to let the Word of God speak directly into our situation, directly into our lives, and directly into this crisis that we're all facing right now. Because we all need truth and hope now more than ever. So I want you to listen to the words of King David. We're going to look at the first six verses of Psalm 34. Now, David, he was a man after God's own heart. So if you've got your Bibles with you, you can turn to Psalm 34. We're going to start here in verse 1. If you're online and, hey, you may have your Bible with you, you may have it on your phone. Just uh, follow along if you can. So Psalm 34, verse 1. It says, I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. It's easy to praise the Lord when life is going well, isn't it? It's easy to praise the Lord when we're on top of the mountain. But it's in the valley where we truly get to experience who he is. It's in the valley where God draws us closer to him. You know, I have a friend from work who shared with me that at one time her life seemed perfect. Everything was going so well until one day it all came crashing down when her marriage fell apart and she was absolutely devastated. She told me when everything was going well, when she was on top of that mountain, she felt like she didn't really need God. But when she had to walk through an incredibly painful valley, she realized just how much God loved her and how much she desperately needed him. It's in the valley where we truly get to experience the love of God. It's in the valley where we learn to depend on God. So we praise him whether we're on the mountain or whether we're in the valley. We praise the Lord at all times. Jesus deserves our praise all the time. Now listen to me. We don't praise him for what he does. We praise him for who he is. He is the Lord God Almighty. He is the Lord of heaven's armies. He is the only door to eternal life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the beginning, and he is the end. And he is the Son of God, and he loves you. Now listen, I know the anxiety that some of you are feeling right now is high. Stress levels are rising the longer that this crisis keeps going on and the more freedoms we seem to be losing every day. But we must find a way to praise God, whether we're on the mountain or we're in the valley. We must find a way to praise him at all times. If you're alive, then you have something to praise God about, no matter what the enemy tries to throw your way. And I believe our enemy's chief weapon of choice is fear. But praise It melts away fear. We fight fear by praising God. Look what David says in verse 2 and 3 of Psalm 34. He says, I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. Many people feel helpless. They feel like they aren't in control anymore. And that's okay, because they were never really in control anyway. God is in control. He's always in control. Remember, he's not surprised. He's not shaken by this virus. If you're feeling helpless, take heart. Take heart. God is in control. 
and you are not alone. God is always present. He is always with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. God is still God, and he is still faithful. I want you to listen to the words of Paul from the book of Romans. It comes from Romans chapter 8. Not going to be on your screen, but I'm going to read it to you. Picking up here in verse 35. This is so good. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let that sink in for a minute. Nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Not your fears, not your worries, nothing. Let us praise his name together. Now, if you thought the scripture we just read in Romans 8 was good, (laughs) listen to what David says in verse 4 of Psalm 34. Here's what he says. He says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. So I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Do you want to be free from your fears? Then pray. Talk to him. Tell him what's on your mind. Tell him what's on your heart. I'm pretty sure that he can handle it. Pour out your heart to him and he will answer you. Don't hold back. Put it all out there. Talk to him. I love how Paul says this. He says this in Philippians 4, verse 6, verse 6 and 7. This is one of my favorites. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for what he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. We are not to worry. Instead, we are to pray. We are to pray about everything. And that means everything. Everything on your mind. It doesn't matter how seemingly insignificant it may seem to you. God cares. His word says to cast all of our cares on him because he cares for us. So give it all to him. Tell him what you need. Do you need him to calm your fears? Then ask. Do you need him to wash away your worry? Then ask. Do you need him to give you hope? Then ask him. And then thank him for what he has done in your life. We all have so much to be thankful for. Listen to what comes next in verse 7. It says, then you'll experience God's peace. I mean, that's the promise right there. Then you'll experience God's peace. You do your part, and God always does his part. Your part is to tell him what you need. Thank him for what he's done for you. And then his part is you will get his peace. And his peace exceeds anything that we can understand. I love how Ephesians 3.20 says this. 
It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we might ask or think. Now, other translations use some other words. They say immeasurably more or infinitely more. I mean, this is, this is wow. I, I, when I'm reading this, it's like amazing. He can do exceedingly, abundantly, immeasurably, infinitely more than you might ever ask or think. That's awesome right there. And the peace that comes from him is way more than we can ever understand. Do you need his peace today? Do you need his peace today? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell him what you need. Thank him for what he has done. And when you do, he will give you his peace and he'll guard your hearts and minds. He will guard your hearts and minds. In other words, he will protect you. He will be your refuge. He will be your rock. Look what David says in verses 5 and 6. He says, Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. When you look to him for help, you will be radiant with joy. How many of you need joy today, right? That's the kind of peace that he gives. That's his light radiating through you to all those around you, no matter your circumstances. His light beats back all of the darkness. Notice how David prayed. It says in desperation. In other words, that's with all he had. He laid it all out there. And then listen to the last half of verse 6. God saved him from all his troubles. Not some of them, all of them. And he will do that for you. How do I know that? Because God promises that in Psalm 91. He says in verse 14 and 15, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. Isn't that awesome? Call on him and he will answer. So church, what can we do? What can we do? We can pray boldly, read our Bibles, be a light, repeat. Pray, read, be a light, repeat. That's what we can do. That's what we as Christ followers must do. So first we need to pray. We need to pray big, bold, desperate prayers for God to not only stop this virus, but for the lost to be driven to his feet during this crisis. Let's not pray these little safe prayers. Now I lay me down to sleep. God is good. God is great. Right? Don't pray those. Or bless this food to the nourishment of my bodies while I'm eating a big, fat, juicy cheeseburger and greasy french fries. Let's not do that. No, we need to pray big, bold, desperate prayers. Because prayer works. Do you want to unleash God's power? Then pray. God says this in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. He says, When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land, or send pestilence among my people. I'm going to pause, because when you look at different translations, pestilence is also another word for plague, diseases, epidemic. Pretty appropriate for now, right? Okay, then it's, if my people pray. You're going to see the if, and then you're going to see the then. If my people pray, right? 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Again, if we will do our part, God always does his part. If we humble ourselves, pray, seek his face, and turn away from our sin, then he will hear and he will forgive and he will heal the land. That's a promise and he will do it. We all need to get on our faces and pray. Next, we need to read our Bibles. Read truth. Dig into your Bibles. Dig into your Bibles like you never have before. This is the only real news right here. And it's good news, let me tell you. Seek Him and wait expectantly to hear from Him through His Word. And last but not least, we have got to be a light light in this dark world. The world is watching us. How will we respond? As the world gets darker, it's an opportunity for God to shine brighter. So we're going to pray, read, be a light, repeat. Turn off the news and turn on some worship. Let the Lord speak to you and praise his name. Crisis can open people's eyes and hearts to the sin they need to get out of their lives and the God they need to let in. How can we help them? How can we as the church, the body of Christ, be the hands and feet of Jesus? How can we do that? I challenge you to make it your mission to call five people and check on them, encourage them, and pray with them. I challenge you. Get some groceries for someone who's more vulnerable than you. Share what you have. Be generous. Don't be stingy. Give some toilet paper to those who need it. You could do that. Make someone a meal. Find a way to bless someone who is in need. And no matter what happens, stay connected. We are better together. We experience God best when we're in community with each other. We've got to stay connected. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that we have truth, that we have hope in you, and that if we are children of God, we will always have hope. I thank you for that, Lord God. I pray that you would just continue to minister to us, that you'd bring us Lord, that we can pray, that we can read, that we can be a light, and then we can repeat that. Let that be our mission, and we take action on that. We give you praise today. We know, Lord, that this, this whole virus thing, this fear and anxiety that's out there, we don't respond. As children of God, we don't respond in fear. We respond in faith. So, Lord, we just ask that you'd help us to be strong. And, Father, as the world looks on, that we can respond in faith. And that we can be light to other people. We've got to do that, Lord. And so if you're watching today as we keep praying. And you recognize that you're, you don't have this relationship with Jesus. But you want it today. You want it right now today. So I encourage you. If that's you and you're watching right now. You're online or you're listening. Then make it right now. Make that decision now. Just pray this with me. Lord God, I am a sinner and I recognize that I need you. Without you, I have no hope. And so right now, I commit my life to you. I commit my life to you right now today. And I want to live for you from this day forward, every day of my life. And I will thank you for it and I will praise you for it in Jesus' mighty name.
Now, if this message spoke to you in some way or another and you want to respond, you want to let us know, then you go on our webpage and right below our live cast is a button called Respond. Just press that button there and let us know. Did you make a decision today to follow Jesus? We want to know that. If there's another way that we can serve you or if we can bring resources to you to help you grow, whether it's one-on-one discipleship, whether it's maturing your faith somehow, please let us know that. And also, if you need prayer and you need us to pray, also, right below there is another button called Need Prayer? Question mark. Press that button. Let us know. We want to pray for you. We thank you so much that you are here with us today, and we just welcome the kingdom of God upon this world because we need him now more than ever. So be blessed, and thank you. Amen.